Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I don't think Michael's ever done drugs. It's Mike Shope. I don't know if anyone's ever offered him any. Let's go over some of the symptoms of marijuana use, shall we? You tell me who this sounds like. It's the bulldog. Slow moving. Inattentive. Dull. Constantly snacking. Shows a lack of motivation. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's keep it rolling. Bill season over. We're still not over it. It's a not not an easy team for solutions. How many are really needed? There's a, certainly a range of opinions on what they need to do differently or how they might need to be different. And I think this year, going into next year, they'll be quite a bit different. But um, how much so, we'll have to wait and see. What should happen? 803-0550 for your calls. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. Let's go to Alex next. Hi, Alex. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, one of my favorite times of the year is the NFL draft. And, frankly, listening to all the talk radio this week and you guys, like, it's just bumming me out about, you know, listening to the Bills and what they did wrong. So my question to you is, in my opinion, our top three needs are receiver, D-tackle, and safety. Uh, what would make you guys happy as far as where they would take them in the first three rounds of the draft, whether it be wide receiver one and two and a D-tackle or safety one? What, what What's your guys' thought on that? Receiver, 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 receiver. How many picks do they have? Ten? Uh, would no, make I, me happy if they traded down 11 times so Bulldog I, could get his way. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I, receiver, I mean, I, I know their reputation, and I know how much they love drafting defensive linemen uh, and have it. And if definitely not prioritized, receiver. Now, they prioritized pass catcher last year, obviously, in Dalton Kincaid. But the way they talked yesterday – about explosive plays, um, and that coupled with how they conducted themselves, how they ran their offense in the back end of the season, I, I, I feel like, boy, the, the betting favorite has to be receiver. And, I, you know, that doesn't mean they'll do it. You know, there might be someone on their board they like more or whatever that's a, you know, an edge guy or even a defensive tackle. They have needs up there, too. I mean, they've got – they're losing almost that entire group is, is free. I mean, Ed Oliver, Von Miller, I don't know. Who am I forgetting? Like, the, the, everybody else, I think, is, is up. Uh, Rousseau is under contract. He's, he's important. He's a starting player. But they, they might have to remake their line, and I don't know how, you know – we want to do that with one-year deals with veteran journeyman types like Jordan Phillips um, and guys like that, maybe you can get by. Um, but I think they'll have a need there, so the case can be made that they do it you know, up front. But I like receiver, 
ahead of that. Um, but I think it, there's a need up front. I don't have a, an answer ready for this. Like Other than knowing or hearing and reading that it's a great year for receivers in the first round. So that seems to be obvious uh, as, as, a, as an idea for the Bills. But, you know, the rest of it depends on what – like where the draft is strong versus weak and the teams around you and who the players are like, you know, their, their styles and everything like that. I don't, I don't have that uh, myself just yet, but if you wanted to pick a receiver in the first round, what are the bills pick? 26, 28, I think 28 is where they are. Right. Yeah. You, you should, I guess, even at 28. Yeah. Have a pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. See one one website. You got to get more than this. You, maybe you'll write about this. Like consensus, have your daughter do the picks again. Yep. Although you know she's older now, she so retired. It's, it's not as it's not as cool an idea, maybe. But um, you know the top. There's guys at the top: Harrison Jr., Adunze, Neighbors. Those guys are all like top ten according to CBS Sports. Yep. That's just one place I'm looking. Keon Coleman is 20th overall. Brian Thomas Jr., LSU, 22nd. Worthy from Texas, 25. Another Texas guy, Mitchell, 31. Troy Franklin, Oregon, 46. You know, you don't have to do it in the first round either. Tank Dell was a really nice player, and there are others. Every year there's guys. Um, but you you should have access to someone with a first-round grade on them at 28, I, th- I think. We'll have to see. Will the Bills be an offense that feeds speed after acquiring it in the draft? Do they really, at this years into this conversation now, do they think that they lack that and will they commit to it? You know, last year, this was a very similar sounding conversation and they ended up drafting a tight end who I accept on his, his merits and his traits, but was not the answer to that question. The answer to that question, I think, was probably likeliest to be Deontay Hardy. And I don't know, with what the Bills were the entire year, what did that amount to? Include Shakir, if you want. It's still not a lot. You know? The most important guy in their offense, clearly, was James Cook, after Allen. It was the James Cook team. And don't don't talk, try to talk me into 2024 being a James Cook team. I just, like, I feel like that's just the beginning of the end, that... Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> we're not there yet. Uh, Rich is next. Hello, Rich. Hello, guys. Uh, without questioning the, the call for the fake punt, because if it worked, it's great. But the coaching and the execution of it, um, punters and uh, get off their punts very quickly. The you get your guys in line. They hike the ball, and they punt it. We delayed six, eight seconds, and that had to tip Casey off that something was up. You make the call. You practice it since July, a fake punt. You call it, and you run it right away. And it's another example of Sean McDermott is a good coach, and he's a leader of men, no doubt. But he just doesn't measure up. In the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, the 13 seconds, that's all on him. The uh, laying off the receivers in Cincinnati and having our guys go deep uh, when it's an icy field, that's on him. And the fake punt is on him. You've got to run that quick. 
Yeah, it seemed like Hamlin, Mike, you noticed because you said you said you said something to your wife. You're watching the game like this is going to be a fake punt because Hamlin moved. And that's what the delay was. He maybe wasn't lined up in the right spot uh, or something about the way KC was aligned made him want to get over from his right to his left uh, of the of the, you know, the formation there. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was not uh, it was not smooth. Yeah, we, I called that one from my couch. Um, I guess I haven't thought of it in such specific terms as Rich, the caller, like what the play, co- the play clock might be when teams punt the ball. Uh, but it, he could be right. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking he probably is. Is that To what extent is that on McDermott or last year with his point about the Bengals game? It is on him in the sense that he is the head coach and thus everything is on him. But he probably would delegate things like that. You know, the special teams coordinator, coordinator is principal in designing the fake punt and teaching it so that the players execute it. The players can also mess it up, but that can be considered coaching too mm-hmm. in all cases because somehow they were not able to get the thing done. And so depth of routes and press coverages and different things, you know, he's really defense and I think he has his sort of oversight on offense and special teams that, you know, maybe here and there. But um, it's still it's still a fair enough criticism, right? Like, when you're the head coach, it kind of is, is all on you. He was pretty um, not effusive in his praise for the special teams coach yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. good at – he said good at times, inconsistent at times. That's actually what inconsistent means. So um, – I don't know, like, we could be headed for another change there. It didn't yeah. sound like he was in a big rush. Yeah. He said, like, gave gave up plays we couldn't afford to give up. I couldn't really think of too many of those. but And they did have the hardy touchdown on special teams themselves. The jet punt return on opening day is one that, that stands out, yep. I think. And then, then you really, you're, I think, you know, there were a couple of returns here or there, but I think you're mostly, it's missed kicks. And I don't know how, how, what, you know, right. yeah, what, what to do. Other than replacing your kicker, I don't really know what to do about about that. But, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they made a move there, the special teams, like, like it, it, that they changed something out there. Because, you know, incons- we, we're good at times, inconsistent at others. Inconsistent in this case is a synonym for bad. He just doesn't want to say bad. Right. So he says inconsistent instead. But it really, that means it was good at times and bad at times. That's what inconsistent is, like you just said. That's what it means. Thank you, Rich. Uh, Zach is next. Hello, Zach. Hey, guys. Nice to talk to you. Um, you know, you're just talking about this. You know, McDermott's comments yesterday mentioning how, you know, the team needs more explosive plays. I think he also mentioned that, you know, clearly the team is pass first, which, I mean, you know, data and statistics tell you that as well. But, I just feel like if they get to the draft and it comes and goes and they don't take somebody by the end of round two, you know, wide receiver, I mean, his comments to me are just going to feel really quite hollow. Like, they already felt a little hollow to me. I mean, in the past seasons, like, their solution on the offense, which to me, I mean, you're going to win games on your offense every time. If you win, that's how. Um, Their answers the last two years have been bringing back John Brown, 80% 80% of the way through the season, Cole Beasley, Trent Sherfield, Deontay Hardy. Like, nobody thought they were going to be these great splash players. And I do worry a little bit, um, just now thinking about it today, that in their heads, drafting Kincaid in the first round and seeing what he was able to do this year for them is going to equate 
to that kind of splash player that they're hoping to get or to have rather. Um, I hope that's not the case, but I, I, I do worry about that a little bit that they think, okay, we can pick somebody up late and then, you know, Kincaid will fill the spot that uh, we yeah. kind of need here. So. I get the concern um, because it is just words, and there there was a, p- a part of me listening to all of that yesterday felt like I was just being told what I wanted to hear, um, and you know that that I don't I don't a part of me thought that okay just so we're clear like I'm not accusing them of being that disingenuous, um, but you have to you have to do something about it now. Right, so that's why, like, I'm I'm with the caller. Um, I I I don't know if I'd want to say I'd be stunned if they didn't draft a receiver very early, even with their first pick, because they do have other needs and they have shown a propensity to not prioritize it. But I think, given Diggs's situation, his play, even their inability to get him off. It stands to reason, like you need more at receiver to help reestablish him. If if that's a plan, then you need help. If you're replacing him, then you even need more help. Compounded with Davis leaving, I mean, they 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 are nowhere at the position if Diggs isn't Diggs or some reasonable facsimile thereof. So they've got they have a need that to me might be as obvious as we all felt corner was with Tredavious White coming off an ACL two years ago when they picked Elam. Yes, that's what I'm waiting to say, too, that while it's it's right, it's totally fair to scrutinize this on the basis of what they haven't done in previous years, that point right there just pushes it over the goal line, how there's every reason to think the Bills should recognize the importance of that position. I mean, it's just everything. Whether you want to, I like you, take the press conferences just at face value only because, like I said yesterday, McDermott just will always tell you that they have to be better at everything. And so explosive plays sort of stood out as something that they were lacking. And so, of course, you would be better at that. Just like in other years, like, we've got to be better at running the ball. We all freaked out. Does that mean they're going to hand the ball off all the time? You know, just that that's a very, just a safe space. It's easy. And what he almost always does, which is like, yeah, we get better at everything. Explosive plays. Okay, put it on the list. I don't know. But Diggs at 30, Davis leaving, if he leaves, and just how obvious it is that they are left in need at the position in this situation, you kind of have to think they know that. And it does sound, again, like a year where you could have seven or eight guys go in the first round, which maybe is good for you, (laughs) or maybe maybe it's like sort of a version of last year again, where they made it to pick 20, but then they went four in a row. I don't know. I just feel like this time I want to feel that the Bills – can sort of read the board and see how much of a position of need it is for different reasons. Um, yeah, like they they might pretty good chance they're going to like other players at other positions as much. Sure, defensive line, secondary, you mm-hmm. know, like there are other holes. Um, it's going to be that's what I mean. Like it's different this year again for various reasons. It's not just salary cap challenges and and potential casualties, it's that they weren't good enough 
so that this like other years you've gotten toward the draft and every any, any pick feels like a luxury pick. Like they really don't have a starting position open right. when they drafted Rousseau. Like, you know, I wasn't a fan because I never thought that, you know, getting to Patrick Mahomes was really ever going to be possible. And, you know, how about Sunday for that? But you had to draft somebody, you know, drafting a running back in round two, you know, I wouldn't ever have done it, I think, but or almost ever. But uh, you have to draft somebody. Like the the team was so complete, yeah. That it it wasn't sort of obvious what they should do in the draft, unless you know you looked at wide receiver the more, if you will, modern way, which is like just keep throwing draft capital, th- throwing talent in there, which is kind of like what I think our consensus was over here. But you know that wasn't everybody's favorite idea. Now though, holes. And this is not going to be a year where it's any in any way will it be considered a luxury pick. No. Partly because Elam has not worked out, so you kind of still need that. You have Douglas and you have Benford. Maybe you'll even have Trey White. I don't know. Like, it's not their worst. Maybe other positions will look more desperate. I, um, I think so. I, I, I think, you know, I might think about safety help more than corner even. Uh, but that's, you know, they'll know what White sort of what sort of track white is on if it's you know similar like i know leading up to that elam pick uh you know it's like well (laughs) obviously like you can't count on him to be ready so you better have some insurance and that's where they ended up um you know they'll know what his recovery is going like and how realistic it is to expect him to be ready to go um but i I really want i wonder i mean with his cap number and his injury history now I mean, it's a tough conversation to have with as popular and as good a player, excellent player, all pro, Tredavious White. Um, at $16 million, you can save a lot of money divesting yourself of him right now. And that, that may not, again, heartstrings, right? That's a hard conversation, and it's a hard decision, but it might be called for. You know, like, I, I don't know how much... I would want to, on the outside, anyway, trust. And however well the rehab is going, it's not to say like I'd be worried about him re-injuring himself. It's just he's had two devastating leg injuries in three years. What kind of explosion am I talking about? What kind of just ability, athletic ability? We all saw Von Miller this year. Now, Trey White is not no 34 years old or 35 now, I think Miller is, or will be for next year. But still. Achilles is, t- is yeah. tough. I, I, I wondered... When they made the pick for Elam and then Benford, and Benford started showing so well before, remember the noise about Benford maybe shifting to safety? Like that started after, I think, his first year, or maybe even during his first year. Um, It was definitely something ahead of his second camp. And then, although, wait, this is just his second camp was just this year. Whatever it was, there was some talk about it. Mm -hmm. I wondered about White for that. Like with the aging safeties, and and White coming off an ACL, like is there like a Rod Woodson move here maybe for Tredavious White? Rod Woodson. You know, like it was a Pro Bowl, All Pro level corner, and then I don't remember injury history, but eventually like he shifted to and played safety. Like I don't know if that's a plan for Tredavious White. It isn't at his current cap number, uh, but I wonder if that's something they've thought about at all. If his skill, I don't even know if his skill set fits it. I mean, I know he's been an excellent corner. Um, so you'd think, well, sure, put him over there, but I don't want to sound like the make Rat Rasmus Ristolainen into a power forward guy here. Like I just moved pieces around willy nilly. But probably should have done that though. It's been an idea. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Or goalie. Yeah.
Weird. Philly's pretty good. <laughs> are they actually? Yeah, they are. Yeah, really. They're, they're, he yeah. was hurt. Yeah, he's been back for a while. Oh wow. Is there's I don't know. You know, I don't know if you're paying attention. There's been some talk about like they have Heart, uh, the they've, Norris. They've sta- mm, They have stabilized him. Like he's he's uh-huh. not a sinkhole uh, this year for them. I, I have not been paying attention to that. Yeah. Very interesting story. I have not been paying attention to the anyway, Flyers. Anyway, I don't know. I said a lot of stuff there, but I, I, I was on the idea of moving white two years ago, eventually. And maybe we're there. I, I mean, I have no idea. Uh, but I, I think something's going to happen there. Um, the contract is just too big for his injury history coming off another injury. So it's cold-blooded, heartless. But that might be where they are. It's what always happens in sports, though. Like, you... I thought about J.K. Dobbins this morning, thinking about the Ravens. Like, the Ravens are so good. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. They lost Keaton Mitchell, who looked like he might be great. And week one, they lost Dobbins to an Achilles. That guy's a UFA. Like, this list of running backs I have here, UFA. Dobbins is on it. He's had a torn ACL and I think maybe another knee ligament with that injury. And now a torn Achilles. Running backs do not come back from that. And here he is going to free agency. Like, what are his prospects? Right. That is how it is. Trey White has pocketed $57 million or something like that, you know? Like, if it's time, it's time. I'm sure the Bills, I would like to think the Bills would not hesitate. You know, it's just, it's business. It's yeah. business, Mike. Yep. It's business, Mike. What is it? Is this, is this, are you talking to yourself or is this from some Godfather. movie I've never seen? Oh, okay. Sorry. Have you yeah. seen The Godfather, yeah, uh, I hope? Uh, once or twice. I did not see it until my 30s. Oh, wow. But then I became obsessed with it. Yeah. I've never been obsessed with it, so I don't know it well enough to have Ooh. picked up on that. I'm sorry. Ooh. I've enjoyed it. I feel like that's just not enough praise. I think you need to be obsessed with it to to appreciate to to adequately appreciate it. I don't think it's a movie where it's like, oh, it's good. Godfather, yeah, I saw that. It was good. It was good. The Godfather, I saw that. I liked it. Like that that's just sort you didn't really see I, it. I'm not no, I I'm not in the way of it being an all time great, but I just I didn't recognize the line because I haven't watched it. I never got obsessed with it. it I'm gonna put a poll up. It, is it okay to not be obsessed with the, is the it Godfather? Okay? Is it okay? <laughs> Mike Shope and the Bulldog back after sports. This is WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.